Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody, that was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in rainy, wet books at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us right here on Facebook or um, YouTube, wherever you're watching, streaming live from. If you're watching the show when it's recorded, you know, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you get your podcast fun from, please subscribe to us so you don't miss a thing. I am Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul and Nick and Dave and Pat. Wente. Pat Wente. Pat Wente. And tonight we are joined by special guest Jared Trudeau, the VP of everything at Christoph Cigars. How are you, Jared? I am well. I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for being with us tonight. We really appreciate your time and and uh, um, being with us. I'm glad you can be outside. If we were outside, everything would be shorted out and <laughs> would be wet, <laughs> we'd be electrified, and everything. And yeah, uh, it's, it's 95 degrees out here. Uh, <laughs> Damn. So it's I, still, I it's still your warm. Hair. <laughs> oh yeah. There's no the point. Frizz, That's what like, I was like, I was coming out to do this podcast and my wife was like, are you going to do something? And I was like, what? Like, what can I do? <laughs> I can go and try to do my hair and it's going to look worse 10 minutes into it. Or I can just look disheveled from the beginning. And then there are no expectations. <laughs> and that was what I, I opted for, you know, well, there you go. This is what happens when you live in Texas. I'd love to live in Texas. I'd, I wouldn't and mind living in my Texas. Hair, my hair be as, as disheveled as, as Jared's yeah, right now. Well, I'm, I'm cool with it. When your hair gets disheveled, you look like some kind of terrorist. That's true. That's very <laughs> true. When I first met you, Nick, you were bald. I, yes. Yes, I was. I was bald. Well, at the, at the time you first met me, I was working for a police department, and I needed to shave everything. So that was uh, very important. That was part of the, the dress code. Now... The beard uh, is encouraged here, as you can see. <laughs> yeah. Except for Pat. Except Pat, for Pat. Pat can't grow one yet. He's still wet behind the ear. A ricochet <laughs> shot. That's a ricochet <laughs> shot for no reason. Pat. It's not <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, uh, mm. here on the podcast, we are smoking the 685 Woodlawn TAA from Christoph. You want to tell us a little bit about this cigar, Jared? So that's part of the box press uh, TAA exclusive series that we do. Um, it started last or last year, I guess, with the box press San Andres Maduro. Yes. Um, and that cigar is killer. Um, it's awesome. It's a big seller. And, and we got like we got so much positive feedback from that cigar that we were like, you know what? Let's try box pressing different parts of our line and picking blends that we think would take well to that size and that shape. 
And uh, so we ended up going with the uh, the box press 685 wood lawn. And that's, uh, so that's a really special cigar for us. That's as close to a limited cigar that we have in our regular portfolio. The regular 685 wood lawn is a 60 gauge perfecto, cut perfecto. Um, and uh, we only make a certain number of boxes every year. And when they're done, they're done. And that's kind of just goes out to like the, you know, kind of those in the know kind of uh, cigar for us. Um, but with the box press, it's exclusive to the TAA organization. Um, and it's a uh, Brazilian Habana wrapper. It has a Brazilian Sumatra binder, which is called Cubra, mm -hmm. um, which is a really interesting hybrid wrapper. Um, and then it has Dominican Nicaraguan fillers, um, really medium bodied. It's got, it's like nutty, toasty, kind of like all the stuff that I tend to like in a cigar. I'm a really mild medium kind of profile. Mm -hmm. um, and so that cigar really, really hits home. If only I could get them. You, you people stop <laughs> buying all of them. Yeah, uh, and I could told, smoke told them. told us before the show that uh, at the at the TAA, they, they all sold out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're constantly, they've been sold out since we came out with it. Uh, it's it's very challenging to get. And, you know, uh, it, the, the, I think the last one I smoked was didn't have a band on it when we were going through the blending process and stuff like that. So they're really hard to come by. Um, but that's a good sign, right? That's a good it sign is. that uh, people is. want them and people buy them. So next uh, time you're yeah. twin, maybe you can try one. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be up there soon. Are, are, you, are you coming up for the uh, barbecue in September? I'm not going to be at the barbecue, uh, but in December, I'm, I think I'm going to come back. Mm. And uh, I think I'll come through New Hampshire and see everybody. So awesome. awesome. That would be great. Now, mm -hmm. Paul, what can you tell us a little bit about what we're pairing with this tonight? So tonight, we're going to pair this with the High West Whiskey American Prairie Bourbon. Now, this is the 724 version. So normally, the... American Prairie Bourbon comes in at 46% mm -hmm. ABV. Mm -hmm. This one is 51.1. Oh, yeah. It's got a little kick to it. A little bit of kick mm. to it. It's got a little kick. Nice little spice. I love High West. High West. The, uh, yip, the Yippie Kaye mm -hmm. is, like, insane. I, I love that spirit. Yeah, it's fantastic. Everything they make is great. I haven't yeah. been, but Campfire was my favorite. Now mm -hmm. they've stopped making it. Oh yeah, really? Campfire. That was that was my first High West experience, and <laughs> I just thought that was great. Yeah, that's good. Rendezvous is good. Yeah, lot, I like I like almost everything they make too. Yeah. Yeah, very good stuff. Um, so let's go around here and talk about uh, what we're getting from the cigar. Do we agree with uh, Jared's uh, profile here, Paul? Mm. Yep. So I get a lot of woody, earthy, almost like a a little bit of a sweet tea note mm -hmm. in the blend here. And I, again, I agree with you. It's a medium body, very, very smooth. Yeah. Um, now I had, I'll be, I'm going to full disclosure here. I had one earlier today, mm -hmm. yeah. um, clean palate, nothing to drink. And about halfway through, I'm, gonna, I'm interested to see what we pick up as we go along with this mm -hmm. and specifically with the American Prairie bourbon, because I picked up uh, a, almost like a candied, almost like a maraschino cherry flavor about halfway through the cigar. About halfway through it? And it was it was really, really good. I, and again, I'm not a, a normal maraschino cherry fan. No. But <laughs> I'll tell you, with this, with the, the way the tobacco was performing, I thought it was excellent. Let's see what, uh, let's see if we pick that up halfway through. Dave, what are you uh, picking up off the cigar there? I feel like I get what Paul's talking about, but like right on, 
like on the when I lick my lips, I, I I swear to God, I get some of that maraschino cherry. It's just like a very, very, very faint. Yeah, yeah. very faint. But yeah, yeah it's, it's toasty. It's uh, woody and earthy, um, medium, maybe a mild plus. Mm. It's yeah. Good. Now, with the with the bourbon, it's bringing a lot more of that sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yes, excuse mm-hmm. me. It is bringing a lot more of the sweetness. It's toning down some of the wood tones, some of the earthiness. It's bringing forth that sweetness. And, I, and Dave, I think you're right. I'm actually getting that. That little bit of candy cherry flavor earlier on. What do you think, Nick? Are you getting candy cherry? Oh, a little bit. Not candy cherry, but you can get a little bit of that cherry in there right in the end. The mm-hmm. long finish of the cigar it kind of lingers in your for me, it lingers in the back of my palate. Um, but to be honest with you, I also had the cigar earlier today. Of course you did. Um <laughs> <laughs> well, I want. I, I smoked a couple I of have these this cigar all the time. Uh, no, I, I smoked a couple of these, but I want. I haven't approached <laughs> it a little bit. It, well, it kind of is. It, well, all Kristoff is always in my rotation. It, but this one I had this morning, and Paul was smoking, and I was smoking. And I wanted to kind of get reacquainted with it a little bit more. And I asked Paul what we were going to be drinking with this, and he said the high was bourbon. And I was like, ooh, like man, this. And I was halfway with the cigar when I asked Paul that, and I was like, damn, I'm like, this cigar is really nice, mm-hmm. but it's about to a light, medium-bodied cigar. And with the notes that I was getting uh, getting from it, I was like, man, if we have a bourbon, if it's going to be like a 90-proof, 100-proof, it's going to probably overpower the cigar. And I was really kind of almost disappointed, and I was mm-hmm. like, damn, I was like, you know, Jared's going to be on there, and, you know, what am I going to say? And to be honest, the cigar is actually doing extremely well with it the is. bourbon. It mm-hmm. is. It is yep. performing. It's bringing out a little bit more of that sweetness. There's more. It feels like there's more body being developed as I keep smoking it. Mm. Um, there's a little bit of that spice on the retro hail that I'm enjoying. Very smooth, very creamy. The earth, the wood note, um, and then right at the end, which lingers in my palate, is like that nice sweet cherry in there. It's mm. really pleasant. And like I said, with the with the bourbon, it's going really, really well. It's not washing it away or anything like that. It's blending really well. well the potion master taught me well. She, I guess she did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pat, do you agree or disagree with what you've been hearing here tonight? So I'll be honest, I haven't smoked this yet today. So well, you're <laughs> oh, really? oh. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean since it's a closed foot in the beginning, like once I lit the cigar, I had kind of like this dried fruit kind of sweetness I kind of picked mm-hmm. up on. So maybe it's the wrapper, but yeah, it's a really good flavor profile. I'm getting a nice, like creamy texture, a little bit of baking spice. It's a little nutty. And then like the finish is like a nice dark oak wood, which I think pairs mm-hmm. really well with the high West because the high West kind of like heats up my mouth a little bit, gives me some mm-hmm. nice pepper notes. So it kind of leaves me with like this nice warm, like dark oak wood finish, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with pretty much everything that's been said. Um, I'm I'm wondering if the cherry is the that kind of dark cherry flavor is just because you put that idea in my head, probably or maybe <laughs> inception. But uh, you know there is a there is a nice subtle sweetness to the cigar here, and I think it's going great with the uh, the bourbon. Now. You're not smoking this because none of your people have this stuff because it all went to the stores. Yeah. What are yeah. you smoking, Jared? I'm smoking an old uh, Sumatra Lancero. So mm. it's an old 
probably six or eight years old Sumatra Lancero that I dug up from the back of my humidor. Yeah. It was just hiding back there. You cleaning it out or something? It's impossible to clean it out. <laughs> so it's there's so much stuff. I've got three three humidors in there, probably six or eight hundred cigars. Mm. And that's you know, some guys have these like exhaustive, ridiculous collections, but I I smoke everything. You yeah. know, I've yeah. got some old weird stuff in there for sure. Uh yeah. but I smoke everything and I like when I see something, I'm like, oh, and I grab it and I smoke it. You know, I don't, I'm not saving it for any reason or anything, you know? Yeah, that's that's the yeah. way I am, too. You know, I, I you know, when people say, you know, I've been holding on to this cigar for 15 years, I'm like, what are you, what are you waiting for? You know, it's it's mm. if you save your cigars for the zombie apocalypse, you're not going to have time to smoke them. There will be no time. No. Zombies are around, so just smoke them now. Enjoy them. Yeah, that's, smoke that's them, enjoy them, and, and and you know I have some weird stuff, like mm. some really old, really weird things that I save. But it's like I'm probably not going to smoke them. Like if somebody that likes cigars is over my house or something like that, and they're like, "Oh, what do you what do you got in there?" I'll break it out and show it to them, and you know what I mean. And they're like, "Ooh and ah" over it for a second. But it's like uh, I have probably a drawer or two drawers of that. And then everything else is fair game. You know, everything else. If, if I know you well enough to be in my house, then you can pretty much grab what you want, you know? Yeah. So what's, what's that's my rule. What's one of the weird things in your humidor? Oh, God. Um, I've got the very first year of Camacho Liberty uh, that oh. ever came out, 2001 or 2002, whatever the first year was, mm. um, in the coffin when it was... Uh, Still the Aroa factory Aroa family, yeah. farm. Um, I've got uh, Marvin Samuel, who is Jonathan Drew's partner at Drew Estates. I have his wedding cigar called the Share, which is a feral flying pig with his wedding date on it and his initials and his wife's initials that he gave out to guests at his wedding. Wow. I've got uh, I've got uh, some Partagas 150s in a few different sizes, which is a 20-something-year-old cigar. That's like still probably my favorite expression of African Cameroon I've ever had. Mm. Um, I've got all kind all kinds of weird Padron Millennium. Um, I've got all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> that's Cuban stuff. Mm -hmm. I've got when uh, Fernando Leon died mm -hmm. um, from La Aurora. Yeah, he auctioned off a bunch of bundles of these Coronas that were grown in three specific fields of their farm. Um, and a lot of them was bought by a guy named Luis Falto, who has a boutique cigar line. Um, and Luis gave me some of these. They have no bands on them or anything, but they're old. They're from an au charity auction from Fernando Leon's estate. So I've got some like really weird, interesting stuff. I've got like probably, you know, a hundred, a hundred and something weird cigars that just kind of sit in there. But hundred something weird cigars. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of us who uh, may be listening for the first time, you want to tell us a little bit about the Christoph story? How that yeah, so, started and all that stuff? We've been around for 15, going on 16 years now. Um, started in Chicago, Illinois, still headquartered there. Um, and basically the owner, Glenn Case, um, he, uh, his, he was a banker 
for one of the top five banks in the country, um, a VP level banker and got tired of the corporate stuff. So he left and he was thinking of different businesses to, to, to do. And he was going to do for a while, he was going to do like a hot dog stand. And then that sounded silly. Like you have to stand out there for fucking 15 hours a day and sell <laughs> hot dogs. And then, and then, so he, so eventually, <laughs> eventually he, <laughs> his wife uh, is actually a, a very, very well-known tobacco broker in the Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. Her and her father, Vince Duran, are like legends in the cigar business during the boom. And for, you know, 30 years, they, they were in the cigar industry uh, selling cigars. And so uh, Glenn was like, you know what, until I figure this out, I'm going to help you. And so he just started brokering cigars in the Midwest. And, and what would happen then during the boom, it's, it's very different now. Now you have a sales rep that calls on you and you say, and they're trying to find a way to get you to buy stuff, right? Right, right. And back then you would walk into an account and they would be like, what can I buy? You mm. know, like, please, what can I buy? Uh, because it was dominated by these giant names in the tobacco industry you know, Swedish match and, and, and yeah. other things like that, that, that were just enormous at the time. Um, and so you would walk into a cigar store and they'd be like, what can I buy? What will you sell me? And it got so big at one point that we were, uh, distributors for La Gloria Cubana. Um, Ernie Carrillo would send us when he was still doing La Gloria Cubana, he would send us pallets and they would literally be stored in Glenn's garage and then go out and sell it, you know? Um, and so it, it was crazy. And, and, and eventually you would get hired by all these big companies that don't have that have in-house sales reps now that didn't have them back then. So Drew Estates, Rocky Patel, uh, Oliva, all these big companies that, you know, to have had big in-house reps in territories. They didn't have those at that time. Um, and so we would sell all of that stuff. Um, and then what what would happen invariably is you would grow and grow and grow your territory. And then, you know, you get a call from one of these companies and they'd say, hey, look, you guys did a great job. You're up 30 percent. We can afford to hire an in-house rep. So you're fired and you would work yourself out of a job. You know, yeah. you just keep working yourself out of a job by selling more stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Glenn eventually got to the point where he was like, screw this. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to do my own cigar. And Terry was Terry Glenn's wife was like you don't know that you're a white guy from Chicago. You don't know the first thing about what to do here. And Glenn's like, well, I'm going to, I'll figure it out. And so it's just so happens that that guy, Rolando Biamil, who still operates our factory to this day, he was coming, came to the United States to the trade show to try to get us to sell his cigar. Um, And we didn't do it, but we were like, oh, you got a factory. Like maybe you can make our cigar. So Glenn, flew to the Dominican Republic, started making cigars with him. And, you know, it was bundle cigars at first, sweet tip uh, called the Britannia uh, premium selection, which we still sell to this day, Cuban selection, which we still sell to this day, all these different bundle cigars. And then uh, we tried to do some premium stuff that wasn't mixed filler, that wasn't a bundle cigar, and it just failed. Uh, The first one was actually called the Vengeance. Uh, and it had like a big green V and it was made at Rocky Patel's factory. And it, I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't give it away. It, it, it just, w- w- nobody bought it. It wasn't good. And so we I actually had one got, a month ago. Have you? Yeah. It was uh, Heather found it at like a, some Rhode Island store. It was actually like really good. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> it, was and it was a good, you know what? <laughs> it, it, so here's, so 
dig the, the the funny thing about that cigar is we it got like a 86 or something from cigar aficionado which is like three middle fingers from them and then we <laughs> and then and then we, and then plus. we so we put it, we put it away so we and then we put it away you know how it works dan come on and so we put it so we put it away and uh and then we came out with the first cigar, which was called the original. It was called the Kristoff. Mm -hmm. And that was our original Criollo blend. And it was named after Glenn's son, Christopher. Um, and then the Kristoff had the pigtail and the close foot and the tobacco in the box and the rough cut cedar boxes. And that took off and went crazy. So then we came out with the Kristoff Maduro and came out with all these other things under the name Kristoff. Um, and, and to your point, Dave, like saying it was a, a good cigar. We changed. We were like, what do we do with all these vengeance? Because we had like a warehouse full of this shit. <laughs> and we're like, oh, we can liquidate it. We can, uh, you know, sell it to a catalog or something. And we're like, oh, you know what? Let's try it. Like, so we changed the box, changed the band, called it the GC Signature. And it got a 91 in the next issue of Cigar Aficionado and became one of our fastest selling Maduros. <laughs> the exact same cigar. Exact same cigar, different box, different That's band. Awesome. So, yep. Like so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's so that's how we started. We started brokering and and then um uh, eight or so years ago, um Glenn eight or so years ago, Glenn uh I met him at a cigar event. I was uh, an executive for Target at the time Target. and uh it's Target and uh <laughs> and Glenn and I met at a cigar event. My dad had invited to me to it out of out of nowhere. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll come. Cause I was into cigars. And so I show up to the cigar event and it just so happens. I went to that lounge that the event was going to be at the day before. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had an article on Christoph and I like read the article or whatever, put it down. Didn't think of any, anything of it. So I come to the event. There's like 120 guys at this event and Glenn gets up and he starts doing like Christoph trivia. And you know, there's 120 guys, 119 of them didn't fucking study for this uh quiz that he was giving and i read the article the day before so i'm like answering all these questions for every question you got right he <laughs> gave you a cigar so i fleeced him out of like half a box of cigars at this event and finally you know we're walking around table to table he's walking around and he's thanking everybody for coming to the event and he was smoking like a box press cigar and he took the band off threw, threw it in the ashtray thanked us for coming to the event, walked away. Well, I knew Christoph had never made a box press cigar before. Um, and so I pick up the label and I read it and it said like Gallerone Sintensiva. We had this line that was not very good called Gallerone Series that's discontinued now. Um, and uh, it's a Gallerone Sintensiva. So I read the band and then Glenn gets up there in front of everybody and he goes, I'm gonna ask one last trivia question. And whoever gets this right is going to get five cigars. And I was like, all right. And then he said, what's the name of my new line? And so I fucking took the label, lit it on fire with my lighter, destroyed the evidence. And then I <laughs> raised my hand and I was like, oh, that's the Gallerone series or whatever. And he was like, brother, how did you know that? And I'm like, nah, I'm just real sensitive to the industry. You know, I just keep my ear to the ground, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just totally <laughs> bullshit. And so, and so he was like, what do you do for work? And I said, oh, I work for the target. And he was probably thinking like, this is like a goodwill hunting scenario, right? Like he's thinking I'm like collecting carriages during the day. And then by night I'm studying about cigars and like learning, you know? And so uh, I, cause I said, I work for target. Right. So 
he says, well, make a resume like I didn't already have a resume, you know, and uh, send it to me. So I sent him my resume and he's like, I cannot afford to hire you right now. He's like, but maybe in a couple of years. And I was like, you know, classic New England guy. Like, I was like, whatever, man. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to call me. Right. Like, all right. And so. And, and, you know, it was unbelievable because he called me probably every two or three months just to keep in touch. Uh, I had written my name and phone number on the back of a, one of his business cards. And um, finally, he called me one day, maybe two years later, and he was like, hey, remember when I said I could eventually afford to hire you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I think I can. And at this time, I was making an unbelievable living. I was uh, young. I was a manager or a, like a senior level manager for a Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, all right, well, what can you pay me? And it was like, you know, whatever we could afford at the time. You know, it was not anything. It was a, a, a giant pay cut from what I was making before. But I was like, and then what am I going to do? And he was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, we'll, we'll figure it out. And he was like, well, he was like, he was like, well, well, he's like, well, why don't you take over New England as a rep? And if you can show me in-house sales works, uh, you can hire and train people across the rest of the country as it's cost justified, and then you can manage it all. And I was like, you know, you tell a 20-something-year-old kid that, and, you know, my eyes were this big, you know? But mm -hmm. in reality, when it came to sales and outside sales and stuff, I was fucking screen doors on a submarine. I, 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 didn't, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I, I didn't, I, I had never been in outside sales before. I didn't know the tobacco industry at all. Um, and it was just dumb luck, you know, cause I would, I would call Glenn when it was first starting and I'd be like, Hey, like, how do we do this? And he would be like, I don't know. You're the first employee. Let's figure it out. And I would be like, and I'd be like, Oh, okay. Like I was the first sales employee that they had. Mm -hmm. And so, Fortunately, I had like really good partners like uh, Ward Hall, who has uh, been with us, been with uh, Christoph as long as I have. He started actually a couple months before he does. He's our COO, runs our, all of our operations. And he and I were learning at the same time. So I had a great partner to kind of bounce things off. And we figured it out. And my territory paid for the next one, which paid for the next one, which paid for the next one. And then I was able to step away as national sales manager and then VP of sales and now executive vice president. So. Um, that's kind of how I, I came to Christoph too. So that's kind of the whole story. That is a wicked cool story. Yep. Now we, we've already talked about last year's, you know, the San Andreas Buck Press TAA mm. this year, you know, we've got the, the 685 Woodlawn. I don't know, Dan. The JT, the JT. <laughs> I don't know, man. Cigars, Just leave me alone. Each one of these things <laughs> just, it, it seems like, Christoph every year is like setting the bar higher and higher for itself. How, how do you, how do you keep topping what you did the year before? It's, uh, it's interesting because we're really just reformatting blends. Like we haven't discontinued any of the lines that started 16 years ago, except for that one branch off with the Gallerone series that I told you. Right. And, that was a production issue that had nothing to do with the blends themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we did was we remanufactured all of those blends and into what has now become our San Andreas, which we were right. just talking about 
uh, our Habano, our Connecticut, all of those uh, blends got repurposed with our tobacco and our processes and our manufacturing. And now are among all three of those SKUs are among our top selling SKUs. Um, so uh, we really don't discontinue much. So we, we really believe in the lines and like, like for the Cameroon, for example, mm-hmm. we bought a bunch of real African Cameroon um, and it was so expensive and it was such a nice tobacco that it took us probably two to three years to come up with a blend for that mm. because we really wanted to love it. Like we really wanted to love it. And other things like the Sumatra, for example, which is still one of our best sellers, mm. the Sumatra was a day in the Dominican Republic. Mm. Um, we we flew down there and Glenn smoked it and he was like, I don't care if we sell a single one of these, I'll smoke all of them. This is the blend. And we we figured it out really fast. So it's the total, you know, it could be a day, it could be three years or more. You know, we, we you never know. So the, the point that I'm trying to get at is like we stand behind and, and and we stand behind all of our blends. We believe in them, we really flesh them out. So I really think anything, I just like box press cigars. Yeah. Like, period. Mm-hmm. So like, and people were like, ask me why, you know, like, why did the, you make the JT in box press? And I'm like, I know you think there's some like artisanal answer to this that I can give you that will make you feel good. But the reality is I had a small side table at the time and I was tired of my cigars rolling off my table. So I just, <laughs> no, I, I made it a box press. Like it had nothing to do with like, you know, burn and draw and consistency. It was just, just like, just be, you know, it was just like, I wish I could give you some fucking frou-frou answer about like why we do these things. <laughs> the reality is we go down there, we find really great tobacco from really great partners that we know are sustainable, that we can buy it year after year in the quantities that we need. And then we try to come up with whatever the best iteration of that tobacco we can come up with is. And, you know, we try to be right as much as we can. And and uh, so I think anything that we box press next, I think after tweaking the blend to make sure that it translates to that size uh, and, and shape well, I think is going to be great. Uh, I do not know what that thing is. Um, so I, I don't know what our next TA box press is going to be. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to smoking through all the samples, but I, I don't know what it's going to be. I know what I want it to be. I I love Cameroon. I would love to box press the Cameroon. I would love to box press the Sumatra, mm-hmm. and I would love to box press the Connecticut. Um, so I would like to do everything else in the Christoph line. You'd love. To I box would box press everything, dude. I like it. Like <laughs> yeah, I would rather. So. I would. I would. I would rather just bo- have a box press size. You know, mm-hmm. in Jared. our regular portfolio. Yo, the next one. The next one you should box press is the Curahola Matata. You think? Oh yeah, that one. I that would love to try be, that. That one for me is gotta probably be maybe second to the Lajero Maduro Lancero, mm. which is a yep. fantastic smoke. That is a fantastic smoke. Yeah. Um, yes. But I think that Corojo Limitada, are you box pressing that? Which is a fantastic cigar in itself. And I smoke a lot of those, those are fantastic smokes. Of course you do. <laughs> so I smoke a lot of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if, if you're gonna do one, do that one. I think that one. I'll will try be it. A big hit. Even if you can just, you know, go through like maybe 20 samples or something like that and <laughs> smoke them, maybe send some my way. You know, I'll give you my address, my home address, and you can send some my way and we can, you know, bounce some ideas off or something like that. But I think that should be the next one to be box pressed. That thing's got to be fantastic. 
that's a cool that would be a cool experiment to do like with a podcast with like with you guys since you have a panel yeah like lending a cigar together and going through that experience and showing the viewers how that experience works and stuff like that i think that would be really cool even if it was just like an exclusive like a twins exclusive or something like that like everybody work on it together and that would be a cool little trial the correctional the <laughs> the Christoph correction. Yeah, I'm thinking we might be able to pencil that in somewhere. Yeah, that would be cool. That would well, you, be cool, you just right? said something too. Uh, I mean, in terms of the box pressing, I would love to see if you could box press the the uh, Lajero Maduro, but do that in a Lancero form. How would you box press a Lancero? You can, you can, do, you can do it. You it's can do done. it. You, it's yeah. been done. It's been done. That'd be interesting. Yeah, you can you can do it. There's like even like the Herrera Esteli. Yeah. Um, the the they have a Lonsdale box press Lonsdale, which is probably more challenging than, yeah. Um, and the, uh, even Padron makes a box press Lonsdale as well. Yes, yeah, Anarka. Yep. yep, yep. Um, so that that would be that would be interesting to do too. Mm. Um, and that Lajero Maduro Lancero is so fucking fantastic. Good. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh man, it's so good. Although the the Vengeance Perfecto is still one of my favorite it cigars to make. That's a that, damn good smoke, man. That is so awesome. That that That's particular such a good size smoke. is is amazing. The Robusto is really good too. I don't know if you've yep, smoked the Robusto or the Vengeance. That's my second favorite. Second favorite. That Perfecto is great. That Perfecto is magic. Magic. It magic. is. It okay. is. That one like the number one cigar <laughs> of the year from uh, one of Will Cooper's guys from Bear. That won the number one cigar of the year, and Will Cooper gave it the number two cigar of the year, the Vengeance Perfecto. Um, he has good yeah, taste. That's, that's a good, that's a really good cigar. And that's, again, all in our top, te- all, all of in our top, I right. think the Vengeance is our top selling skew right now. Really? Uh, that's, that's a phenomenal cigar. Now, what is the best thing right now about sitting pretty as the executive vice president of Christoph Cigars? Ooh. All the cigars. Um, he well, he doesn't get, the, get he he gets everything <laughs> you know, else. You, you guys clearly have more access to stuff than I do, but it's it's you know the I think the best I think the best thing about what I what I do is um, now that I'm not like as much in the trenches and not traveling as much. Mm-hmm. Like before, the deliverable for my job was flying around the country, spreading the good word, doing events, visiting stores. That's what I did, right? And that was like the deliverable for my job. Now, I get to actually do my job for like the first time in <laughs> you know, half a decade. I get to sit back and like work on uh, work on uh, the people and work with uh, work with my reps more closely and work on strategy and 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 things like that, which is really what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was doing it before, while doing everything. While also else. being yeah. now. I don't have to do that as much. So I like that. And like during quarantine, like during, uh, during the beginning parts of, uh, Corona, we, we took the reps off the road, like, like everybody else did. And, you know, we could have just said like, I make phone calls, do your thing. Um, what we did instead was we decided to do like, uh, education for the reps, you know? So we did, we had like really good retailers like Kurt was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had really good retailers from across the country would join our co- team calls and um, just 
our reps got to pick their brains, you know, like what makes your store great? Like what, what do you like from a rep? What do you not like from a rep? What do you like as a manufacturing partner? What do you not like? Like things like that, like that our reps got to really pick the brains of some of the top retailers across the United States. And we took, you know, maybe 10 or 15 of these guys and put them on zoom calls with my whole sales team. And I think they learned a lot from it. And then on top of that, doing, um, other calls where we ask questions like, you know, what are you really good at doing mm. that you're not doing for us, but you would love to do for us? And it was amazing. Like some, some of the reps were like, you know, I'm really into web design. And so they would go through our website and update it and things like that. Other people were into social photography, things like that. And we got all this bandwidth out of the reps that they were really passionate about that we were not tapping before. And I think that it's really important as a business operator to make sure that the people like you guys doing this podcast and stuff like right. that, like, like it's really important that you keep people engaged other above and beyond what their nine to five deliverable oriented job is. Right. So it, it was cool to do that. So we took, we took the quarantine and the reps being off the road as an opportunity to learn and get better. And, 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 and that's the kind of stuff that I would never have time for before, you know, mm. uh, because of just the amount of things I had to do. So sure. Um, plus I get to sit around and smoke cigars with my friends and, you know, get drunk and, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a so nice perk. After, after, uh, that answer, this question might be a little bit superfluous, but, uh, uh what keeps you with Christoph? You're a very talented, smart guy. And, uh, you know, but you are, you know, sticking with it. I don't think you're going anywhere. What, what keeps you there? What keeps you excited about Christoph? No, it, um, I, it's, it's my partnership with, selling hot dogs. It's gotta be something else. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's my part, my partnership with Glenn and Ward and Terry and everybody on the Christoph team. And, and what, what's crazy is Glenn early on, uh, when I was telling you when I was his only sales rep, um, Glenn told me as a 20 something year old, early twenties kid that you know, if you can grow this and make it work, then you can run the show. And imagine saying that to a 20 something year old kid and me and meaning it, mm. you know, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I couldn't do it. Like now in my thirties, like as, as a, as a manager and, and, and as an executive in this company, like I could not imagine saying that to somebody that works for me right now. But mm. Glenn, Glenn said that meant it and then did it. And so uh, have I had like, plenty of offers over the years of people trying to move me to other places and things like that. Yeah. But I, I've always said, I've always said no. And now the conversations, instead of being, you know, are you interested in this? It's if you ever left Glenn, you know, would you be interested in give us a call? Like, you know, we'd be interested in talking and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm, I, I have no reason to leave. Glenn takes great care of me. He's done everything that he's ever said he was going to do for me. I have absolutely no complaints. And Right now, I think I have the best sales team I've ever had. My job is so easy right now as a function of having uh, a great sales team around me. Um, so I, I think a, a good leader does his job correctly once and can get away with it, and that's hiring. And, yep. if, and, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to have that happen for me right now. Um, so uh, the, the, the sales team on the road makes me look good every day, and, and, and I'm more than willing to take the benefits from that. So it's, it's, I'm really, really, really fortunate, really fortunate. That's awesome. What, what, uh, what are you most proud of so far about what you've done at Christoph? 
what what's one of your favorite highlights um i don't know man like it's it's and i guess this might drive more at the the question you just asked before this but like being a like i've i'm really i really got a chance to be a part of everything you know yeah. from being the first sales rep to now having all of these other people um and being able to see their development and how happy they are to have their their jobs and to be able to do something they're passionate about like i i think i think that my probably my biggest accomplishment was scaling the business to the point where now we're in 40 countries and and mm -hmm. and again none of this was in a vacuum like my my ward who's my partner and everything uh and glenn they they were probably bigger parts of driving all this than i was i I'm just the the sales guy, right? Like I just show up and get drunk and shake hands and kiss babies and go home. You know, so they're the brains. They're the brains behind the operation. But like, I think my my biggest accomplishment is is being able to go to a trade show now where it isn't, you know, me, Glenn, and Ward sitting in a booth. It's it's now I've got you know, seven, eight, nine reps that are coming that are all eating from the same that are all eating from the same bowl and we're all able to provide a great quality of life and things like that uh like during quarantine instead of laying off and things like that we had no austerity measures we didn't lay off anybody it mm -hmm. was just it was just you know we've been able to do the the right kind of stuff and and Glenn has driven this culture into us of like being the kind of people people want to do business with and that and and being able to execute on that is is really a highlight for me so um yeah i think just seeing the company where it is now from from where we started is probably my biggest my biggest achievement that's awesome mm -hmm. where would you like to see it five ten years from now the good thing i'm sorry i i inhale when i smoke <laughs> oh. so there's like a a really weird time lapse between when i finished taking <laughs> off and finished. Um, but we um i i would really like to see christoph i mean we're we're right there we're too big to be small we're too we're too small to be big we're right in that middle uh kind of penetration stat um and i would really love to do i would really love to see us um just develop more partners become more important to the partners that we already have and and just stand out as one of those premier brands you can have in a humidor um more so than we've been able to achieve like there are stores out there where where they're number one line you know and then there are stores where where they're you know number 20 line you know so i really want to see that gap closed and i want to be more important to more people um and and i think the the reps are doing a really good job of delivering that message and delivering that service in the markets and I think it's only a matter of time. And, and, and this year, um, taking out 2020 uh, numbers, we're still up uh, like double digits to 2019 numbers. We're mm -hmm. still seeing unbelievable growth this year. Um, so on top of a regular year, you know, so it's not just if, if we were going against COVID numbers, I mean, we'd be fucking lighting the world on fire. Right. But like uh, going against 2019 numbers, we're still up double digits, which for a a 15 year old company that's in uh, a mature part of its its life cycle mm -hmm. the other thing to factor in is a lot of these major major players in the cigar business have been around for 
30 to 60 years, you right. know? And so, and we, we, we haven't had that, you know, this is where a 15 year old company, we're still young in the term in, in, in the uh, grand scheme of things. So give us another 15 years to grow our shelf space and develop our relationships. And, and, and I, I think you've got a real force to be reckoned with. So I, I, I'm excited to see what the future holds for us um, in the next five or 10 years. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the break, let's talk about uh, our final verdict here on the uh, Woodlawn 685 TAA box <clears throat> press release by Christoph. Well, I think it's a uh, wonderful combination of wood, earth, a little mm -hmm. bit of sweet tea with a cherry on top. Ooh. Couldn't have said I actually got that cherry note that I had early mm -hmm. tonight. I think the uh, prairie bourbon is bringing, bringing out, it out, bringing it out a lot Big more. Time. It brought it out earlier in the cigar experience. It's still bringing it out. The retro hail, however, nice, smooth, but rich spice. Mm -hmm. Really, really pleasant. Nothing harsh, too. Yeah, this has really been a, a, a delight to smoke tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is a I'm going to try it with some bourbon when I go back inside. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm drinking ten ounces of vodka in a cup right now. <laughs> once I once I once you I get through this, hydrated when it's 95. I gotta stay. Well, I don't want my blood to stop moving, you know. So it's I'll get to try with some bourbon when I go back in the house. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, Nick, what about you? Oh, what can I say? Thanks, yeah. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It, it, for me, like I said, it, it was, it, you know, when I first got into the cigar, when we had to sit down and had to drink, and I was like, oh, man, I really hope this is going to hold up with this bourbon because the bourbon's so flavorful. It's so nice and smooth, and it's got really nice body, got a really nice mm -hmm. backbone to it. And when I started smoking the cigar and taking a sip of the bourbon, and I, I soon realized how comparable the cigar was with the bourbon. And uh, I thought, you know, coming into it beforehand, I thought it was going to be a, um, uh, you know, a contrasting pairing where the bourbon was going to overpower the cigar, but it's not even. But the, it's not. It's not the case. It's not. No. It's not the case. Very complimentary. Pastor, yeah, it's very correct. You were correct, and Pastor, I, I uh, tip my hat off to you, sir, for mm. for the pairing. Um, but yeah, everything that Paul said, the the wood, the earth. That nice cherry note at the end where mm. the bourbon, I believe, amplifies that even mm. more. Um, nice, uh, subtle spice on the retrohale. Really smooth. And, of course, it's Christoph, so the construction is on point. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's certainly yes. true, too. Everybody's cigar has been yeah, burning. It's been perfect. Perfectly. Yep. Pat, yeah, what do so you think? Puente. 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 So uh, last Only year, the San Andreas TAA was <laughs> by far like my favorite cigar that came out in 2020. And so far this year, like the Woodlawn Brox Press is my number one. So, Ooh. yeah, I love it. And it's, I mean, that's you guys got to start doing lists and stuff so I can publish this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on a box talk. Pat, Pat works up at the bar, too. At the, in the lounge, and he was selling boxes of the San Andreas last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Up I mean, I've only been doing this for, you know, less than a year, and the San Andreas TAA was the first cigar that I built, like, confidence with, and I really got behind it. I mean, the, the feedback of it from the clients was great. Like, everyone that I know of loved it. Like, I had yep. a bunch of, you know, like, Padron smokers smoking yep. it. You know, I had a bunch of people, like, kind of, like, leaving their wheelhouse to try that, and mm -hmm. it was, like, a regular purchase for them. If you so. can get a Padron guy... Off yep. a of Padron, 
you know you got something good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we can, if we yeah. can get a uh, an an Ashton sim, uh, a uh, symmetry, not symmetry. No, he's the, a tur- the, the, the uh, sovereign sovereign oh. smoker. Yeah. Watch, and smoke, and smoke nothing but sovereigns to buy this in addition. That says something right there. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And then yeah. Bob Studley. Yeah. Studley does it. Yep. Yep. He's Studley does a drone guy. And we're not talking about the now. That's then. actually happened. Yeah. It's and happening. I have it's good news happen. about that San Andreas because I just ordered 300 boxes of San Andreas that is going to be like kind of like a friends and family kind of thing it to is. send it out to our buddies that do well with it or support us really well. So uh, it's not going to have the TAA band anymore. It's just going to have the San Andreas band, but it's going to be the exact same cigar San Andreas box press. Oh, so oh, once I get those in, I will be sure to give you guys a call. Yeah, oh, yes. we got people hooked on that. And Jared, we are taking sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what do, what do you think? Well, as long as I get the number one cigar of the year, I will uh, donate. <laughs> so... That's how it works now, right? Yep. That, yeah, yes, we it. know that's that's how it works. Um, I I've just got a mirror like what everybody else, and mostly what Paul. Me and Paul are really on point with each other. I think tonight, you know, Woody Earthy, uh, uh, Woody is he, and uh, you know, uh, the cherry, <laughs> cherry, yeah, yep, the cherry, yep. the cherry top. The retro hail is amazing. Mm. It's been pairing so complimentary with the drink. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. All right, now we're going to take a break, and we're going to be coming back with pipes and, and looking at uh, Peterson's deluxe Navy rolls. Are you going to hang out with us? I know that uh, you know, you're know you a pipe guy. You don't really have any tobacco there that you can smoke, but you want to hang around with us? I will try. I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes right now, if I'm being <laughs> totally honest. I'm leaning down to scratch quite often. So <laughs> so I will try my damnedest to stick around. We'll evaluate. All right. Well, <laughs> you feel free to bow out whenever, but uh, we'll be back with or without him in two and a half minutes. Don't go anywhere. Mm. Mm. Hey, guys. Hello. Welcome back, Welcome back everybody. Um, Jared was getting literally eaten alive by monster-sized mosquitoes who are chewing on his little titties. So we let him go. <laughs> so it's oh, just going to be us uh, for the uh, pipe tobacco here. But that's all right. That's all right. That'll give Pat a chance to talk a little bit. Mm. And, um, and uh, this is, you know, as you've already kind of heard, this is Nick's last regular appearance on the show. I'm sure is. he will be back. I'll be you back know, from from time to time, but uh, Nick has other things going on, and I do. I'm gonna miss little, all you guys. Do a little swan song, Nicky thing here. I'm gonna so, miss all you guys, man. We're I'll gonna be miss back, you though. too. Kind of I'll be I'll, I'll be hanging back. around. Get you to sing your swan song. I'm not singing anything. <laughs> you drink enough of that tequila. They you might. I'm gonna need another two glasses of that for me to start singing, man. Yeah, I know you, your alcohol tolerance is so high, and that you start drinking around breakfast time. True. Mm-hmm. Well, not true, but true. Yeah. So what we are smoking is this Peterson Deluxe Navy Rolls. Let me uh, read to you from uh, TobaccoReviews.com what's on the back of the tin. Deluxe Navy Rolls are made in Denmark using hand-stripped Virginia tobaccos from Brazil and Africa, married with Perique from Louisiana. Why? Because that's the only place you can get Perique. 
<clears throat> this right. recipe produces an aromatic smoke with natural tobacco flavors and lovely sweet notes. Mm. And it better be because it has a uh, pretty good price tag on it. What yeah. do we have for a price tag? 15? No, it is 20.50 here. Really? really? Yeah, and it's Holy a, cow. It is a uh, 50 gram uh, tin. So it's it's not even two ounces. It's 1.76 ounces. Egyptus. But uh, it's some really good smooth stuff. So Very we're going to have to decide whether or not it's worth it. It is manufactured right now by STG, Scandinavian Tobacco Group. And if you're uh, thinking you've heard Deluxe Navy Rolls before, that's because it used to be Dunhill. And when Dunhill went uh, tits up, not because of the mosquitoes, but because Dunhill decided <laughs> to get out of the tobacco business altogether. <laughs> STG, which had been making the deluxe Navy rolls for them, uh, purchased the rights to the recipe uh, uh, from Dunhill. And they also, the same year that they did that, purchased Peterson uh, tobaccos. The, um, and so they renamed it. Peterson's instead of Dunhill's. So the only thing that has changed in the last 15 or so years with this tobacco is the Dunhill on the tin has been changed to Peterson. Same tin, same label, same everything, same farm, same factory. It just is Peterson now. And it is a uh, Virginia Perique, a vapor, uh, coin. There's no flavorings on it. And uh, we are pairing <clears throat> tonight this with the 724 Herradura Barrel Select Tequila. Do you have Herodura. any tasting notes or things you want to say about that, Paul? I don't. Let's let's go to Pat. Let's go to Pat Fuente. Pat Fuente. Pat Fuente. Pat Fuente. Since you're the bar, since you're the bar aficionado. Only what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you know about this double barrel reposado? I'm Anything the spot, there? Day one, Dan. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read the label? The rest yeah. of us have glasses. Yes, except for yeah. well, I got yes. contacts. I got contacts. David, contacts. So the it is handcrafted, 100 mm. blue agave oh. tequila. Blue agave. Months mm. in toasted oak barrel. It doesn't look mature. blue. It looks yellow. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know. Right? An additional <laughs> month in a new barrel. Hmm. Oh. Which is what the double repetato means. Double, double, double. double barrel repetato. Okay. It's uh, very nice stuff. Um, <laughs> what do we all think of the uh, tobacco and the pairing uh, first impressions here? It's really neat. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Dave. Can mm. you say something other than neat? Mm. 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 No, I'm getting, I love Virginia's. And you say that every I freaking do. week, Dave. I do. <laughs> say something new. <laughs> I love Virginia's a lot. He's true to his word. It's different. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, getting some uh, some wood. Some some fruits are in the background here. Um, let's see the, uh, the well. The pairing's kind of messing with it right now. I probably should have waited. Mm. What um, about you, Pat? What are you What are you picking up? You're You're new to the whole pipe smoking thing. Yeah. Is I mean, that the pipe you bought on Saturday? It is the pipe you bought that on you Saturday. Got, that you got body slammed for? That is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the potion master ripped the intestines out of Pat. He had to put them back into him. Yeah. But uh, this is the, he is smoking the new uh, St. Nicholas 320. 
by Seven Ellie. Ooh, look at that! It is, huh? it it is, is a beautiful, beautiful pipe. It is a beautiful pipe. Beautiful pipe. I'm I'm very jealous. That looks like something Nick would have bought. I know that's a Nick pipe. That's well, a Nick pipe. I am smoking the original yes. 320. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that the first the 320, one you bought. Yeah. That's the first one I bought. That's the first uh, young lady that I bought. Uh, and for me, <laughs> yes. Yeah, for me, it, the 320s always are for me it's just like the best pipe for me mm-hmm. I, I just love the i love how it's kind of close it's not a nose warmer by any means because mm-hmm. it's longer than five inches but it's small <laughs> it is longer than five inches i'll tell you uh, oh snap <laughs> we're not gonna go anywhere else with yeah. that but it feels really good in my hands i love <laughs> holding a nice big warm ball and it's yeah five inch long pipe <laughs> yeah, it's five and a half inches, and uh, half, I matters. love it how it sits in my mouth. It just <laughs> this is getting worse. All right, so mouthfeel. All right, mm. Nick first. has been removed from the panel. That was that was perfect. Um, I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, grass and hay and wood and a light sweetness from the Virginias, and um, a little bit of kind of rye bread note a little bit to it a tad bit a little bit of citrus i get uh some plum and fig and plenty of spice from the perique here and uh i think it's very balanced very nuanced medium medium bodied yeah um i'm i haven't had a uh more than a couple of sips with the horadura i'm i'm wondering how this is going to go i'm thinking the sweetness of the tequila is going to go well with the virginia's and kind of bring out a little bit more sweetness in this blend than uh, I normally would it's experience. Inc- the tequila is incredibly, incredibly smooth. You get that nice, mm. that nice barrel and mm. sweetness in there from the obviously being 100% agave. Um, blue agave. Blue agave. Even though it's yellow. Even mm. though it's yellow. Blagave. Um, Blagave. Um, Pat Wente. <laughs> only Pat Wente is Pat, Pat Wente. Wente. <laughs> oh yeah oh my god this is gonna be fun pat we're gonna have a lot of fun with you oh. <laughs> that's what she said oh. Oh. first time i've been told that that's what she said a little bit just a little bit what are you picking up paul a lot, a lot mm. of wood earthy tones um the sweetness is definitely in the background with the Herodura. Mm. Before I had the sip of Herodura, the fruit notes were a lot more present. Mm. So the, I, I was foreground. getting a lot more in the foreground. The uh, woody hay notes um, were, were definitely uh, mm. in the background. Now the Herodura is pulling a lot more of that out. So I think it's uh, oh. it's it's actually it's not pulling out the sweetness for me. It's actually making that a little bit more of a background. Making it know. more woody. Yeah, more woody and earthy hmm. notes. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. What are you getting, Dave? Are you, I'm, are you... I'm actually I'm I'm on the opposite spectrum with Paul. There, I'm getting uh, I'm getting more sweetness from it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what kind of sweetness are you getting? Um, Sugar plum fairy gum drop stuff. No, more like you know, like you know, like the uh, stewed fruit. Stewed fruit from the Virginias. Yep, stewed fruit, mm. and uh, I think some of that is, you know, also paired with the the agave from the uh, mm-hmm. from the pairing, which is mm. you know sweet as well. Um, the retro hail is really good, though. 
Oh, I love the retro oh, on this. Smooth, oh, the yeah. spice nice though, spice. the spice. I mean, I'm a huge Virginia mm. Perique fan. Mm -hmm. Love the Virginia Perique blends. I really, AKA really do. Vapor. Yes. Vapor. Yep. So, Nick, what what are you going to be uh, doing now that you're leaving us? I'm going to be. You're going to make your own cigar. You're going to go off and start your own store somewhere. Yes, I am. Nick no. sticks. <clears throat> part two. Nick sticks. Nick sticks. Oh, that's already two. been taken. He's going to be correcting the uncorrectables. Yes, the uncorrectables. I will be doing. Uh, I'll be a correctional officer in the Hillsborough County Correctional Facility in Manchester. Um, so I will be starting uh, actually in a few hours. Um, <laughs> well, no, I'll be starting. I'll be waking up at four in the morning to uh, get going and make sure my uniform is on point and mm -hmm. make sure that I'm clean shaved because that is part of their uniform. Is it all going away? Everything. You're going bald again? Everything. Shaving everything, uh, making sure. Uh, you won't recognize them. Like, that I'm what do you mean by everything? Everything. Shave. Beard, head, everything. <laughs> So well, yeah, everything being shaving my head is kind of like my go-to, anyways. Just but this, yeah, what we're talking about. Just, yeah. Maybe the maybe oh, the boy. chest as well. Um, but yeah, I'll be Just wanted uh, to be clear. I'll be uh, uh, on probationary period. <laughs> Probation. In uh, uh, in uh, corrections for probably about two three weeks, and then mm -hmm. I'll be off to their academy. They hold uh, a correctional academy, which is to all in house and. Mm -hmm. Um, that runs until about the middle of October, mm -hmm. and then if I can pass the academy, then it will be my graduation, and then I'll be kind of not on my own, but I'll be with an FTO, which is a field training officer. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be with an FTO for, I think, probably until the end of November, mm -hmm. and then once I pass that, then I'll be kind of on my own with a partner for the rest of my On your own with a partner? Yeah. So... I guess, yeah. So, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Well, we have every confidence that you're going to pass, man. There's no question. That seems to be where you were, you're, at least it's your background. Yeah, well, most of most of my life so. since I was 19 years old, I've yeah. been in law enforcement or any type of security or private security. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like my background. But the one thing that will, for me, that I've developed with you guys and working with twins and you know i was a concierge and doing security and everything yep. is the customer service aspect of of being a sales associate at twins mm -hmm. um i was also um, a sales associate at plastic cigar company as well before i came to twins so i kind of got my taste there and kind of perfected it with twins and with you guys and working with you know paul and working with danny and working with dave um, even though he's more of a, you know, you're not uh, going to be a sales associate. I'm not. No, no. But that's what I'm saying. You're it's going to be selling anything to the end. I'm, right? selling selling I'm, I'm not selling anything. But that's what, that's what I'm saying. They'll all be cigar smokers pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah after, no after, more after, after going into the, <laughs> no, there'll be all cigars. Cigars to the new currency. I know, yeah. all 724 I know, going to prison. I know a guy. Harper polls. Girl, we'll get this, what's this order from the correctional facility of Valley Street? I know a guy. There'll be, uh, instead of doing rec, there'll be a smoke hour. So, um, but yeah, you, you know what I mean? That For me, that'll be, I, I think that's going to be the hardest thing going into there, into a place like that where, you know, you you're smoke. not. Yeah, well, no, not smoking. It's Can't drink. it's talking and <laughs> and trying to reason with people and trying to make feel people feel, I, I guess, trying to get them to feel good and trying to solve less problems. homicidal. Yeah, 
But um, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're, when, you're, when you're working at Twins, you're constantly problem solving with the customers, what they want, what they're trying to get into, what, the, you know, what, what they're comfortable it's going to be a whole different kind of problem solving. It is. It might be. But that's I think that for me, because I've developed over the last six years of developing my craft and being outgoing and making suggestions, that's going to be the hardest thing for me to handle is because, you know, when you're in the facility like that, you're mm -hmm. really kind of reserved and kind of ordering people around and stuff. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's going to be a little bit different, but I can a you know, bit. Hit, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I'll be just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. See, so. got you to sing. Got you to sing, oh, Nick. Yeah, man. see that? Exactly. See what I did yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna miss you guys. I'll still be kind of here and there in part time. I'll be another Brett uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, with twins and kind of showing up on Friday nights or just showing up, you know, yeah, just showing up and just punching in and working and, you know, going upstairs to the bar and harassing Sean, Pat. Sean really okay with that? Um, yeah. He's yeah. going to find out tomorrow. He's, he's, he's going to let me know. I'll, I'll <laughs> let him know. So. But you know what I mean? It, you know, I, I still, I'll be there for the barbecue on uh, September 18th. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be there all day. Um, but I still love working with twins. I still love, you know, working and, hope so. and and seeing the customers and stuff like that because the relationships that I've made over the years that I've been working with you guys and working, you know, servicing the customers, you know what I mean? That's that that for me is is something that you know I'll never forget and I'll never be able to you know detach from my heart my heart because Aww. that I put my heart into all that. So for me, it's <laughs> it's something that's always going to be there for me. Yeah. So so. What what occasioned this uh, this uh, sudden move away from twins? It obviously wasn't the fact that you hate us. No, no, not at all. That we kicked you out because that's certainly not the no, case. No, that's not the case at all. You know. Well, so what 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 are you uh, what are you planning to do with your future and stuff? Uh, I don't know. You yeah. guys keep joking around about me <clears throat> going down to Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. It's, and it's it's not a joke. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if that happens to come 20 years down the line. Oh, I think it's going to be a lot. 20 months, 20, 30, 30, 30 years down the line or something like that. 20 minutes? 20 minutes? No, it's not going to be that soon. <laughs> um, if it's something that happens because they do have a fairly large correctional facility on the island. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but if that happens somewhere down the line, then so be it. Uh, because more than likely, me and the wife will more Hasn't than your wife already basically moved to Puerto Rico? Uh, she's back, but I'm pretty sure she'll be leaving again. <laughs> So this is this is what's making me think it's all about Puerto Rico. Yep. No, it's not. It's it, it to be honest, it's not. Hey, look, it's it's you know, it was an opportunity that I I feel deep down that I couldn't pass up. Um, yeah, I did not deep, deep. Very prison deep. wallet deep. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was an opportunity that I feel you dropped that, something. Oh, oh. <laughs> It was, it was don't, a, don't fall for that, Nick. No, it's a bit nutty. Yeah. A <laughs> I just felt, I just felt, you know what I mean. I felt it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. I've, mm. you know, uh, I've had opportunities in the past that have passed me by that were like this, and mm -hmm. this is another one that I felt that I really need to take advantage of and and continue on. You know what I mean. I'll still be attached to twins. Um, twins. You know what I mean. When Sean comes back from vacation tomorrow, I'll, you know, obviously Make him sit cry. down. No, because Sean knows we, the last before he went on vacation, we've spoken, we talked about this. Um, 
And uh, so, but I still want to be attached to twins. You, like I said, you guys are like my extended family. I love you guys <laughs> to death. Um, I love the customers that come in. Um, and I love working in the environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love, you know, all the bar staff, you know, Kendra, Amber, Bree, um, Crystal, everybody, Lisa. I love all of them. You know what I mean? They're like my sisters. and You guys are like my brothers. Mm. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'll still be around. Just not as much and not as annoying, I suppose. Um, well, let's well, not go too far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not as but, much. Not as much. Yes, yes, that we can agree on that. Yes. Um, um, I won't be around as much, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I still be around and still hanging around and still slinging cigars for Kurt. Yeah, oh. baby. You might want to grow eyeballs in the back of your head during those 20-minute bathroom breaks. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Speaking of uh, uh, bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, let's do the, oh, uh, nicotine. the meme. Let's do, oh, the, oh, let's we, do the meme. So well, as hold you, on a second here. Well, I need to get it. Well, he needs oh, to get Dave, it. Dave, Dave hasn't. Uh, he hasn't gotten it. But so for the past four years <laughs> that I've been working for Twins, there's been a running joke of me spending a long time in the bathroom. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's not, not a joke. joke. It's, so it is what it is you know when you gotta go you gotta go and uh so we i saw nobody this. nobody nobody has we all agree on that when you gotta go you gotta go it's you just do. when you gotta go I you just, go i, I just <laughs> and when you, you know, go you stay well no well, I, I go and i come back it's and, just you know, know there's some time that lapses it's, 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 yeah it's yeah just, like uh, the day and the night <laughs> that's not true at all um but uh yeah so there's this thing that happened so i saw this meme this thing that happened and uh i i uh i immediately thought it would have been uh, a really good sending off meme for me mm -hmm. and for the boys all right so here it comes all right hold on where's it, where's it, where's it, where's it? trying to pull we're it up to, here we're trying to fit it into the screen here Dave's so do his best. <clears throat> Yeah, so th th this really is a, a long-standing joke, and you know, Nick will say, "Hey, gotta go. I gotta hit the head. Gotta hit, hit the head." head. And, and we'll say, "What? See you in twenty See minutes." See you in twenty minutes. See you in twenty. <laughs> and uh, here is the meme for the mm. week. Yeah, the wise man poops on company time. The foolish man waits until his break. <laughs> That's perfect, dude. That is perfect. So there you That's go. By, uh, even a little like known, it, a little known guy called Kenpoopus. <laughs> it, it even looks kind of like you, Nick. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, with a little. I think his eyebrows a little longer. Yeah. Now, let's. Here's a here's a kind of early, unofficial. Would you rather question? Would you rather have, baby face? All shaved, clean shaven, Nick, or Ooh. would you rather have Al Qaeda, Nick? <laughs> Al Qaeda, <laughs> Al -Qaeda. Oh! with the big huge the Taliban beard, Taliban, Taliban, yeah. Nick. Which which would you ra I wish rather I had have? Their, Taliban, uh... Nick, or baby baby face, Nick? I'm so used to seeing Taliban, Nick. Yeah, or Al Qaeda, Nick. Yeah, you know, and when, when he every once in a while he'll come in. I'm going to kill you. Every once in a while, he'll throw us all off by coming in clean shaven, and I have yeah. no idea who he is. I remember, yeah. the, I remember the first time, because like, I think for the first two years, I grew my hair out and grew my beard out, and I just had just everything was just a mess, and you could barely see my face. Fro man. So and, true. And, uh, and then I came in one day, it was last year, sometime last year, and I remember Lauren was there, mm -hmm. and they were doing, you guys were watching the 
the presentation or the Skype from uh, Steve Saka, mm-hmm. and everybody was in and out of um, of the office watching the presentation. And I came in to do the shift, like to clock in, and I passed by Lauren, and she's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Good. How are you?" <laughs> like she didn't recognize me. <laughs> and I'm like, "Lauren, it's me." And she's like, "Oh, it's Nick. Oh my God, it's you!" And then I went into the back office, and everybody had to like double take, and I'm like, "Yep, it's it's me." So yeah, the wife made me shave it. No, yeah. well, she didn't make me shave it. I, yeah. I just wanted. She just so. made me shave it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I wanted something a little new. The beard, the beard was getting in the way of me eating, so that was you can't have that. That was a problem. Yeah. Well, they do have these things called clippers. That's you true. Can, you can you can't control it. Yeah, you I can't know. control it. Nick. It was tough to control that. It, I don't know what was going I don't know on. What, what you didn't want to control it. You just wanted to grow it as long as possible. You were trying to be like Kurt. I, I, Kurt, there was no way I'd be able to catch up to Kurt. Kurt has that incredible gnome-like beard that just goes oh, in yeah. one direction, straight down. You know, and it looks so t- soft it, too. Oh, yeah, I, I oh my god! Have you ever wanted to touch it? I wanted to rub my face in it. Put your face <laughs> in it. <laughs> I wanted to motorboat his beard. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Kurt Kendall without a beard? I've never um, seen him without a beard. When I saw his twin, and I thought, "No, no, what did he shave?" Well, <laughs> because he used to just he used to he have used just to a the, goatee, just, yeah, just a goatee. And goatee. I remember, I, okay, yeah, a goatee, and, goatee, 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 Mm. No, oh, I can show you pictures, dude. I I could. Well, I, when we first when he, met, when he first came on yeah, several was. years ago, yes, he was that way. But then in the last couple of years, he's grown the I beard. Think, I think that September, that that November, we did the no shave November, November thing, and that was it. Mm. And for the first time in my life, like literally, like really, forty nine years old at the time, it 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 lo- looked like it was coming in full. Nice. I said, well, let's just keep it going. Yeah. And now it's like I've actually asked, you know, my kids don't want me to shave it. They're like, right. oh, Dad, you look so different. I don't know if I could recognize you anymore. The the girls up at the bar, they're like, oh, you had such an uninteresting face. They <laughs> <laughs> oh, said you had an uninteresting that's, face? That, really? That's oh, a, it's consensus. Compliment. <laughs> it's consensus because it's the same. It's the same. It's the same with me. You know, and then uh, well, with it's, our only, dad, it's only about a month ago that you dad, clean shaved, Dave. Yeah, a you're, month? you're clean shaved. He did that last week. Months. No, he I, no, 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 it's last month. No, it, 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 no, it was, it was last Wait, month. Wait, 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 But they said to dad, <laughs> we told, you know, I you told know, you, please uh, grow the beard I think quick. <laughs> Pat, Pat hasn't who grown, it was. Pat hasn't his shaved in three weeks. Yeah. But he said, he said, Bob, you got kind of like a nothing face. Yeah. You should grow a beard. Uh, and the day that I shave, internationally known theologian tells my dad, you know, you have kind of a nothing face. You should grow a beard. And he did. <laughs> and I, you know, when he shaved his beard when he was like 60, it was the first time I'd see. He, he shaved it once when I was a kid and he, he came, he did it while he was away on a business trip, came home and was getting into the bed with my mom mm. and she didn't recognize him because okay. she'd never seen him without a beard really and she beat him out of the bed and was like screaming for help really because she thought somebody was coming in to molest her oh my that's and, funny you no know, it was your husband yeah <laughs> god yeah. rest his soul yeah, when i shaved you know the um and a friend was like don't ever do that again yes yeah yeah 
people get used to seeing most of us with a, with some type of facial hair. Yeah. I mean, I I had shaved my entire face probably about like a, maybe earlier in the year. Yeah. And the girls at the bar said, "What are you doing? Don't mm-hmm. ever do that to us again." <laughs> you know? yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but we've all been told the same right, thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Now with Nick leaving, we have Pat Fuente. Pat Wente. Pat Wente. Pat Wente. Why is he called Pat Wente? Because he loves Fuente. And tell a us little a, too much. Pat, tell us about your Fuente fetish. Your Fuente fetish. I mean, he was on OnlyFans. They're just good so, cigars. Yeah. I don't know. Just smoking, <laughs> just smoking Fuente. Come on, you have to expound upon that, man. Expand upon it. Yep. Expand, expound. Tomato, tomato. No, no, I mean, the past year of me kind of smoking as much as I can, I just kind of pinpointed my palate to be more of like the Dominican tobacco flavor profiles. Yep. And obviously, you know, my Opus fetish, like the Opus X is hands down my favorite cigar. So that just happens to be a Fuente. So, you know, I don't get to hear the end of it now. So, nope, that's true. You know, I finally found my piece, found my go to cigar, and, you know, I just get bashed on for it you know but you like you like the christoph san andreas well, let's, let's... well so i mean that's the thing though is like i have a preferred cigar but then you know there's also stuff that's in my rotation and i i'm to be like in my rotation i feel like it to has be to be in my rotation <laughs> you've got to be a real premium well it has man. to be something it's that gotta be something people really want because i smoke a lot of cigars so it's something that has to keep me interested really? it has to be yeah <laughs> Well, everyone here does, but I'm just saying, you know, so I have like I do like Fuente, but I'd say I probably smoke less than, you know, like five Fuentes a week. Uh, I'm primarily I'm smoking stuff, you know, that that's coming out new. I'm kind of visiting because like, I finally smoke like. Well, like you do need to cleanse your palate. palate. Look, I'm going to say this, Bats. When you come dressed on Friday with nothing but Fuente apparel. Fuente shirts, Fuente hat, Fuente footwear, whatever it is, you have a fetish. You know what, Paul? <laughs> Do you have the bobblehead? We got a bobblehead for he you. He does have the, the uh, Opus X uh, lighter here. Yes, you there know, we go. 25th See? anniversary Opus X lighter. Is this the uh, Opus cutter thing? Negative. No. That's, that's in the bag. That's, that's in the bag. Uh, underneath the Opus table lighter. Underneath Fuente the Friday for Pat. Yeah. So you'll see, you'll see some... Uh, Fuente jokes on here, probably. <laughs> Pat, uh, definitely. But, uh, <laughs> Pat, now, Pat is a certified retail tobacconist through Tobacconist University. He knows his stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't let all the joking around fool you. We're glad that he's on the podcast with us. Yes. And this has been his dream since he started coming to Twins. What do we have to do to be on the podcast? <laughs> it's It's happened. Your dream has come true. See what happens to patient people. I don't know how I'm going to sleep at night anymore. I don't know how you are either. You're <laughs> probably going to go home and call your dad and say, did you see me? <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's probably already watching. <laughs> oh, my mom probably is. You, you didn't mm. see the spike, the spike in viewers today. It's my whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kurt. There you go. Yeah. All my fans. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Only fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only Fuente. It's so, Fuente. 
let's talk a little bit about the, what's going on at Twins. Oh, I yes. think we are just about officially sold out. What do we got? We, we had more the last count we had before we came here tonight. We had five tickets left to the 24th annual Smoke and Blues Barbecue on September 18th. Five tickets. Which means that, folks, if you haven't bought a ticket, you better call Max right now. <laughs> call him up. He's waiting for your call. Yeah. No, we we well, are very, we are becoming dangerous. He's not waiting. It's nine twenty-two. Oh, okay, it's, so he's not waiting right now. Nobody's maybe, waiting. Maybe tomorrow morning if we haven't sold them out tonight. So um, so on September eighteenth, we've got the Smoke and Blues Barbecue. It's going to be an absolutely phenomenal event. If you haven't yeah. got a ticket, boy, I'm telling you, call first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. see if any tickets are available because we are dangerously close to selling out. Yep. There's no question we will be sold out. If we're not sold out by tomorrow morning, we'll probably be sold out by tomorrow evening. Yep, yeah, yeah. There's, sure. there's no no question. By the end of the week, they'll be gone. So get them, get them if you can, yeah. while you can. You know, maybe you can talk somebody else out of their ticket. Right. That's going to be the only way you can go after the next 24, 48 hours stops. That's, that's right. And uh, while Jared basically said he wasn't going to be there, uh, Glenn Case, who is the top dude at Kristoff, is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be great. Steve Saka is going to be there. Um, Lauren's gonna be there. Lauren's gonna be there yep. from uh, Ashton. Uh, Lauren Ferraro. Oh, Heather Ashton. will be there. Yep. Heather will be there from uh, Christoph. Um, there's some other big cigar guys going too, and some. Who's to Aurora? Who's to Aurora gonna be is there. gonna yep. be there. Yep. Um, I was told by the man himself that uh, that uh, um, Nick Aragua, Nick Aragua, was going to be there. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so now that's what he told me. Yep. Um, this 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 gonna be this gonna be some really good people there. In addition to getting twenty four cigars, oh yes, the barbecue, oh yeah, the all the raffles that go on, all of the entertainment that's there, and then somebody, everybody who goes has a chance at twenty four thousand dollars. Yes, cash twenty four thousand dollars cash. It's unbelievable. It's gonna be an incredible time. And uh, I hope you're there. Uh, all of us are going to be there. Pat, are you going to be there? Mm-hmm. You working that day? Yeah. Oh, yes, no he is. No one's not allowed to work that day. Even know. even Nick. I'm going to be who's coming who's back. Like leaving. He yeah. has to come back. <laughs> I'm not even going to be on the payroll, and I'll yeah, be back. He's going to be there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, to be honest, man. I because uh, obviously we didn't have it last year because of COVID. Right. But the year before, uh, even though everybody that works at twins is there at what six o'clock in the morning setting up making sure everything is you know to perfection i wouldn't i would we have so much fun just running around and mm-hmm. and doing all the uh, doing everything but yeah yeah it's fun um <laughs> but just that's his pre pre-workout that is <laughs> um but just just being around all the customers and and mm-hmm. why for me watching everybody mm. engage and having fun and eating and smoking and drinking yeah that for me is just that's mm. awesome i love it mm. i love having customers enjoying themselves right of course you do of course of course you do now pat pat the one day what one day tell us a little bit about yourself tell our listeners about who you are what, what are you doing right now other than twins so I initially started last year just to have kind of like a part-time gig because I'm currently in law school. 
obviously that kind of spun into more than just a part-time gig but Mm -hmm. i mean obviously when i'm not in school i do full-time but then when i'm in school i go back to part-time but yeah but yeah i'm in law school i'm kind of focusing on contracting or i'm just gonna try and follow rocky patel's steps to be an entertainment lawyer but (laughs) i start your own line well, no, but yeah, I focus on contracts. That's kind of what piques my interest. But yeah, that's really. If you really do, you got to call it Point Day. Point Day. <laughs> point Day. <laughs> yeah, point Day firm. So yeah, that's really it. I got my tobacco certification, I think, late um, December of last year. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You did great. You came in really hot on that. Yeah, I think um, I started training with Zeke mm-hmm. probably a month prior to me passing it. So I got it done with him. About a month. And then uh, I believe we're all going to have the opportunity to do the uh, sommelier training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll and, be good. Um, well, I'll do that this fall, I think. Well, not you. You'll be, you'll be with. Uh, I'll be with corrections. Yeah, corrections. I will be. Hopefully, uh, I'll be maybe trying to get onto the. Uh, you'll do anything to avoid a test, won't you? <laughs> no, everything. Go do a whole new career. Well, I'm in the. I'm in the <laughs> wrong. No, I'm in the wrong career. What are you thinking of doing? Crap! I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm in the wrong <laughs> career if I'm trying to avoid tests. Mm. Um, usually with the uh, corrections, I'm not really known in the correct, uh, you know, know the area of corrections, but I know more in law enforcement. But I would like to get on maybe uh, the emergency response team. That would that would probably uh, tickle my fancy. Mm. The emergency response team? Yes. What is that? Uh, so my guess is is that you don't know what it is, do you? <laughs> well, it'd be more. You don't know what the frick you're talking about, do you? <laughs> It would be for if an inmate is, you know, Randy, yeah, a little bit uh, out of control. So then you would have armed, armed officers. Isn't that what Nurse Rick is about? Uh, no, he's actually retired. He he does, he steps away from that that situation. So um, uh, when you have the emergency response team, they would be the armed more armed um, armed guards or armed officers that would respond to an incident. Okay. That's where you that's where you'd like to be? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, something guns. Like, uh, well, I don't think it'll be guns, but you know, something of that nature. We'll see where it takes me. I don't know. Nick, do you we'll plan on um, <laughs> go ahead, Pat? Do you plan on dethroning Brett as the long standing best part time employee at Twins? Mm. I am, yes. I, I'm definitely uh uh, shooting for his position. Don't mm-hmm. let him hear that. He, he may he never won. show up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we need him. No, well, he has more. Uh, once once I get past the academy uh, in the middle of October, I won't be having my weekends uh, or anything after 5 or 6 o'clock. Uh, I'll be on the, uh, hopefully on the 3 to 11 shift, mm-hmm. which is available. Um, and my days off go backwards, so I won't be readily available for every Friday. But if uh, I get the call and I have it off, and I don't have anything planned with the wife, it sounds like a lot of ifs. Yeah, as a lot of ifs, I will be more than happy to assist in twins's. Uh, well, I don't know. Nobody can like clean ashtrays and drink beer like Brett does. That's true. That's very true. I have big shoes to fill. I have very big shoes to fill there. He has very big feet. He does. He has the same size. Actually, I have bigger feet than he does. Really? Yeah, he has 11 and a half. I have 12. 
Mm. You just have to be bigger than everybody, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, well, are we ready for a uh, would you rather question for everybody? Yeah. Sure. All right. Here we go. Here is the would you rather question of the day here. And uh, we'll start with Pat. Mm. Because you're the newbie. The probie. Pat newbie. Probie prosecutor. The probente. Yeah. <laughs> probente? Yeah. Would you rather only be able to have books on Kindle? Ooh. God. Or only be able to watch videos or TV on a tablet? Ooh. Oh, boy. Mm. So mm. no big screen. Or no books. Remember, this is an audio thing, so you have to talk. <laughs> contemplating, you know. Contemplating with grunts. We need filler. I'm just thinking <laughs> of because obviously I read a lot of books because mm -hmm. of the nature of law school. Mm -hmm. So briefing out of a Kindle, I'd probably drop out. <laughs> and then so you get the Kindle, but you get to keep your big screen TV or I think you I'm get your small to, screen and you get books. going to have to sacrifice the TV. Mm. I think I got to keep the paper books. Got to keep the paper books. No. Dave, what about you? Paper books? Kindle. No. You just, you'd rather watch you'd rather videos. Kindle? You'd rather watch Kindle. videos on a tablet. Kindle on the books. I'm fine with that. Oh, I'd rather have actual books and then watch videos on a tablet yeah yeah okay yeah and dave is the reverse he'd yep. rather have a kindle and a big screen yep. tv no because you're blind <laughs> yes 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 i can't imagine gaming on an eight by eleven screen <laughs> that's wrong. It's, it's immersive no Oh, yep. Uh, I like to be immersed. I have, I, there's a reason why I have a 65 inch television that's less than five feet away from me at home. Wow. Yes. That's close. That's because your apartment is small. Not yes. Because you, not because I'm blind. That's just because wow. I'm blind. That's uh, yeah. close. Yep. When you watch a movie at my house, you were constantly looking left and right. So, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's that's awesome. It's like a theater. Basically. Nick. That, like, no. Nick. Uh -huh. um, Nick. Yes. Goatine. Nick Goatine. Nick. Um, hmm. I concur. I do concur. Uh, with I, who? Do you with concur him. with him with, or with him? With him. With him? <laughs> Who's him? That doesn't Everybody's, help. That doesn't that doesn't help, help the audio. audio. <laughs> the audio audience. It's with very Dave. municipal. With <laughs> very municipal. Um, very municipal. Very. I'm going to miss those kind of quotes from you, Nick. Call We're still going to keep it going, though. The municipal once in a while, comments, we'll just throw one in there. The, I'm so not sure. I just get tobacco. I don't know why. Comments. I don't know why, but Could it be that it's tobacco, notes, Nick? I get tobacco notes. I don't know why. Um, I would I'd read off the Kindle all day long to keep my TV, to keep my surround sound. Mm -hmm. well, I'm a big movie guy. I run through Netflix, Prime. HBO, uh, Plex, Hulu, uh, Hulu, everything. Disney Plus, everything. I mm -hmm. run through all that and watch most of the every chance that I get. I'm watching a movie or a documentary. Um, 
and I'm a big movie guy. You know, I haven't been going to the movies, obviously, because of COVID and everything. And not many movies are getting released into the theaters. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big movie guy. Um, and I love watching movies with surround sound. And I have mm -hmm. a pretty good surround sound. I didn't pay, like, you know, $20,000 for surround sound. But you don't need to. Uh, you don't. Yeah. But I got a pretty good surround sound. And I have a 70-inch TV. It's oh, whatever. Oh, it's got to be bigger. It's got to be bigger. Go get a 75 tomorrow. My feet are bigger, my pecs are bigger, and my TV is bigger. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I love planting my ass on my couch. Oh, gosh. With my dog. Because he, he Ooh, Zeus does plant love your Dog watches TV with you. My too? dog watches TV with me. Dog, and, dog watcher. Uh, yeah, and uh, I love watching TV with a nice big bowl of popcorn and some <laughs> bourbon. God. That's what he said. Or or you know rum or whatever I can get my hands on mm -hmm. moonshine, whatever. Yep. Um, and watching whatever's uh, in the I rotation. Know, what and watching a movie with surround for me it's just like it's it's being at it's better than being at the movies because i didn't have to pay twenty dollars for a ticket yeah. nope now paul what about you i'll take the kindle you'll take the kindle i'll take the kindle <laughs> now i only have a small 55 inch tv actually i got two of them but whoa 55 still a tube I'm not going backwards. Yeah, I'm not true. going backwards. I it's can't a projection television. 55. <laughs> right. It's no projection. Uh, I'm not going backwards. Plasma. So I've, I've read a book on Kindle once. I can do it again. It's actually a pull-down screen. Yeah, so, it'll really go through the projector. I will take the I, I will take the Kindle over a tablet, no problem. Well, I'm I'm with Pat. <clears throat> I gotta have the book. I, mm. I'll do the whole Kindle thing. The whole reason I do the Kindle thing at all is because I like giving away books. And I've had times where I've given away my last copy of the book that I really like. That's why I'm giving it away. Mm. And I'm like, ah, I need that book. And Kindle's like, well, I'm not going to give anybody my Kindle. I'm not going to give anybody my laptop. So at least I'll still have my book. Right. <laughs> you know, but I can, I, I don't, I, you know, we've got a nice... 50-inch screen at home. I have the smallest TV of anybody here, apparently. What what size TV do you have at home? Probably have like a 70-something. Yeah. Of course yeah. he does. So I have my TV Sony. is the smallest <laughs> of everybody's, you know, but I can watch, I can I can enjoy a movie on a small screen. I But I, I love the feel of a book, opening a book. There's something about it, you know. You can you can highlight on the Kindle. smell of take, the parchment. You know, well, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I have a library at home. I don't I don't want to get rid of my library. I like my library. <laughs> It'd be funny if like all the books were gone. You just had like one tablet. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there is something to be said for that. I mean, like I had, you know, in, in pastoring and everything. My whole, you know, I have all of my my biblical theological. Greek Hebrew stuff on the laptop here. I can I can do all that from here. I don't need my office for that. But you know, there's there's something about having a book and reading a book. Uh, I like that. There's like some character to it. Like my law mm -hmm. books, you know, you can tell which class I was struggling with based mm -hmm. on how many cigar ashes burned through the pages. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh my goodness. Uh, let me uh, let me see. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, mm. 
What are you looking up, Danny? How's that Herodora? Yeah, what's our final uh, verdict on the uh, tobacco here and the uh, pairing? Well, the Herodora has a little bit of a pepper note. Now, I was very, I'll be honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know me, I'm not a big tequila fan. No, we know. I've I've had a few that I've actually really, really enjoyed. The Avion was one of them Mm. from last week. But I'd never had this one before, and I was a little bit nervous because I... You never had you, this you, one nope, before. Nope, never had this one before. Really? You got your, nope. you got your whistle wet. So and you, uh, I was, know. I was, I, I again, knowing it comes from what Kurt really likes, I, I trusted it, and I was glad I did because it actually is a very, very smooth uh, tequila, a little bit of a pepper note, nice little bit of sweetness, but you know, just very, very enjoyable tequila. I think it went. Mm. Pretty well with the tobacco. It did bring out a little bit more of that woody, earthy tones. Mm-hmm. The sweetness is now completely in the background, but that's okay. Um, it, before, it was a lot more fruit up front. Now, the fruit has been pushed back. But uh, I think it's actually a, a pretty good pairing tonight. I'm actually uh, Yeah, I, I think the pairing with the cigar was better. Yeah, yes. very much better. I, I don't think this is bad. No. No. Um, it's not perfect, but it's not bad. I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought mm. it was on the verge of being perfect, with mm. yeah, with the verge of perfection. It was on correction. the verge, almost perfection, almost perfection or correction. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I don't know, but it, for me, it was on. It, it was just getting there. It was really nice. It was a, a complimentary pairing, um, just like Paul said. The uh, smoking the tobacco. Um, in the beginning, without the pairing, was the sweetness was up front, and then you got some nice woody hay notes in there, um, and then when you took a sip of the the tequila, it kind of pushed every the pushed the the sweetness in the background, brought everything else the woody notes a little bit up front. Uh, you can taste the, the complexity of the of the luxury flake, taste the complexity of the tequila itself, and it turned into this really nice complex. Um, pairing for me and it was really nice medium body throughout even mm-hmm. the even the tequila wasn't too strong wasn't too overbearing and it was absolutely fantastic i i really really enjoyed it um it was pretty close to being perfect for me there was some things on it that i didn't really um enjoy because i with the with the tobacco in the beginning i loved how the fruit note was really up front and then it mm-hmm. kind of transferred it to the back i didn't really enjoy that part of it where the tequila kind of pushed it to the background and, mm-hmm. and had the other um, notes kind of up front and a little bit more complex. But overall, for me, it was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Pat? This is just one of your... How, how did you enjoy smoking the pipe tonight? So I enjoyed it Yeah, a lot. You know, I've practiced packing it and lighting it, so I didn't have to fight it too much today. So it was definitely Very a good, good experience. And Very I mean, good. the blend's really good as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the... Better be for 2850. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I would say yes. the pairing enhanced probably like more of like the palette, but not the finish. Hello? <laughs> because I, I, on the finish, I think at least on the like the back third of the bowl, mm-hmm. I think the Virginias kind of come out a little bit more. They come more alive, that's, and you get more of like for me too. you get mm-hmm. more of like that dried fruit kind of sweetness. But mm-hmm. then the tequila kind of reverses that for me, and it yeah. kind of brings out more of like Wood. a spicy woody note yeah. on the palate. But then it it lingers into the finish, and then that sweetness gets brought to the forefront on your palate on the mm-hmm. draw. 
Mm-hmm. So for me, I They're feel like cycles. It's yeah, awesome. I feel that the tobacco. I mean, with the if you compare it to the tequila, for me, it tastes better without the pairing, just because I kind of like that nice dried fruit sweetness on sure. the finish. But yeah, that's why I like Virginia's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dave, what about you? Um, I totally concur with what Pat says. That's just I couldn't say it any better. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say anything else, Dave. Mm-hmm. Pat said it all. Yep. Um, great tobacco here. Very smooth, very nuanced. It's a, it's a very, very nice Virginia Perique. Yeah. Uh, great balance to it. Um, the tequila was good, but I think something else would have would have brought out a little bit more of that uh, Virginia that's there. Yeah. Um, it, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad pairing. No. Um, not so, by any means. Uh, you know, I give myself like an A for the first for the cigar pairing and a B for this. Yeah. Would would that be? I'd say A minus. I think it was still really good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It was still really good. I Pat, enjoyed. Pat, Pat, does, Pat doesn't like an A minus. Pat does not like an A minus. Well, it's either that or a B plus. So uh, I'll get degrees. He so. doesn't. He doesn't like. He doesn't like anything <clears throat> less than an A minus. Right, well, Paul. We've we've made we've established that. So he's a he's an A plus guy. He wants it on point. Well, I'm saying it's an A minus. So screw you all. <laughs> <laughs> My palate has. What spoken. would you what if you were going to give the uh, pairing a grade for the pipe tobacco here? What would you give it? <clears throat> I'd give it a C minus. C minus. Wow. Yeah. What? I'll, I'll pass it, but it's out of gratuity. What? Gratuity? Yeah. There's no extra credit in there. What the what? Oh. What? It's C plus just for the tobacco? No, what? the 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 tobacco definitely would be like in the 90s for sure. Jesus, I give it a 95. Mm-hmm. Like it's just short for me. It's just short of esoterica. God damn. I wouldn't go that <laughs> well. Not, yeah. Now, now you've taken it to a All different right. realm, my All friend. Right. I mean, I would be curious how well the new barrel select's going to pair with this. Mm-hmm. That would True. be a better pairing, I think. That's I've, what I've had some of it. Yeah, what so the I think end? I want it. Oh, well, well, keep saying it, Dan. Keep saying it. Well, that's that's right. that's going to come Weller later. One hundred and seven, uh, and that's going to come will, later. We, will have, we might have to do the whole tobacco thing again with uh, the yes, Weller. Yes, we will. I think I might have to call out of work for that one. Now, next week, people. We're going to be smoking the Aladino Cameroon Lancero. Nice. Oh, whoa. Nice. Yep. Jared's sad that he won't be having the Cameroon. Mail it to him. Maybe I will. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. He was a little concerned about his uh, man boobs. <laughs> Stop doing that. Getting, getting, <laughs> getting eaten alive. See this mosquitoes. And uh, we're going to look at the fourth gen's evening blend Ooh, next week. Nice. That's a good. That, that's should be good a, blend. that should be a very good week. Yes. And um, next week, Pat will be with us. And you will not be signing off, ladies and gentlemen. Off. But uh, thank you for everything you've done over the last two years, Nick. It's been great having you on the show. Love you guys. It was very municipal. <laughs> it was very municipal. <laughs> And uh, we'll miss you. I'll the, miss you guys. I'll be I'll be back. I'll be I'll be <laughs> back, yeah. man. I'll just be you know what I mean. I'll I'll yeah. probably be here like once special, or twice, special once or twice a month, man. special guest. Because like He's I said, sweet my, nuts. My days off go backwards as soon we'll, as I start a we'll, shift. So we'll have you on the show in six or eight months. 
after you say that. It's like you're having a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. You guys wouldn't see me at all if I was having a baby. Oh, my God. I'd actually bring the baby here with me, which I, my Nick wife Jr. Which, Not at all surprised. Not to be confused with the show. Yes. Definitely. Well, please subscribe to us if you're watching on uh, YouTube or Facebook. Um, be sure to follow us at Not Just Blown Smoke on Instagram so that you don't ever miss a thing. Thanks be, for being with us tonight. And that, my friends, is Not Just Blown Smoke. Thank another, you. Come again. Thanks, another everyone. day, another smoke, boys. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.